0: Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Brassball Fancy Hockey Podcast. We have a trade deadline edition. Um, it is currently 2.46 when we're recording, and we are actually going to be discussing trades that have happened, trades that are currently happening, and I'm assuming we'll be on for at least an hour, or so trades that will trickle in after the 3 p.m. deadline. Um, let's get right to it, viz. Uh, I guess let's start at the beginning. So the trade that really sort of started everything off was the Michael Grabner trade. Um, Michael Grabner was traded from the New Jersey, or wow, New York Rangers to the New Jersey Devils. He was. It was the first trade ever between the Rangers and the Devils, which Little bit of a Jeopardy question there. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, you think like they're right there. Although it makes sense because they're always in the same division. Teams are really weird about trading in the same division. Um. So he gets traded for a second round pick and a pretty decent defensive prospect. Um. Michael,
1: he's playing on on the team with Kolchuk and it's tough to to gauge how good he is because that team is just such a powerhouse but i mean he has a good relationship with the, their goalie who's the, the rangers top prospect and the their parent to lundquist eventually so it can't it can't hurt to just get him in the organization i mean there's been a lot of talk about kovalchuk going to new york in this offseason and you know maybe getting another friend of his you know in the organization it helps a lot you know it can't hurt at the least But, yeah, I mean, so they, they get a second-round pick for Grabner plus the prospect, Rykoff. I mean, I think it makes sense for both sides. I, I wasn't really expecting the Devils to be in on Grabner, but, I mean, I I like to fit basically on every team. I mean, he's so fast. He is what he is. He's a very nice third-liner. Um, you know, the Devils have been on a nice little run here to solidify themselves in the playoffs. I mean, the top eight are working itself to be pretty clear right now. I mean, things can change. But they're looking good to get in, and they didn't have to give up too much for them. They have plenty of defensemen in the pipeline, so I, I like it for both sides. Rangers, obviously, just trying to get what they can for, for Grabner's or Rental, and you know, like they got at least a, a decent second. and uh, I wouldn't even call him a lottery ticket prospect. I think he's a bit better than that.
0: Okay, Um I mean, fantasy-wise,
1: he's the same guy he is. Like, he's not going to get power play time in New Jersey. I mean, his plus-minus might be a little better, but or more sustainable, I should say. It depends if he's going to be able to get all those empty net goals or not. But I don't really see any change in that regard.
0: Okay, then the next trade that um, that did a lot was uh, Derek Brassard was moved from Ottawa. In a three-team trade, which, by the way, this way of cap circumvention in terms of retaining salary cap space, I believe will absolutely be addressed by um, the front by the league at some point in the next two years. Um, This is just salary cap prevention or salary cap circumvention. They... um, the. The Senators traded Broussard technically to the Golden Knights. They retained, I think it was like 40% of his salary there. And then the Golden Knights technically traded Broussard to Pittsburgh and retained like 50% of that salary. So it was a minimal cap hit on Pittsburgh. Um, I guess let's talk about... I
1: mean, did Vegas just do this to not... Let Brassard come to the West.
0: Yes, it almost it almost. Better, uh, yes, right? I'm compl- I'm very much convinced that that's what happened.
1: So I mean, they got a fourth round pick for eating the money, and I mean that's fine. They have the the cap space anyway, but it was a little weird to see. Like I, I get it on my Twitter feed, or someone texts me on Friday I'm playing a poker tournament, and the guy's just like, "The league vetoed the tr- Brassard trade. <laughs> what the hell is going on?" But. Uh-huh. I mean, for Pittsburgh, he's going to slot in the third line. I mean, I think his fantasy value stays about the same. He's probably not going to play as many minutes, but he's going to be in a better spot to to take advantage of going against lesser competition. I mean, what are your thoughts on Brasser now?
0: I think you're exactly right. I don't think it really does much at all for a fantasy. I mean, um, we haven't
1: seen who he's going to play yet, but, uh, I mean, it might end up helping, like, rust and gensel the most actually because now if they could drop to the third line it's not the end of the world Cherry too for that matter
0: yeah they could have a really good third line that's why i'm not right. like i in the east who's your favorite to come out like the top three it's gotta, are, be, tampa. It's gotta be tampa boston and i i would think pittsburgh probably, right now
1: pittsburgh yeah
0: like those are your three favorites right unless there are um, there's rumors, speculating, and by the time this goes up, we won't know if it happened or not. But uh, Washington is making an interesting push for Eric Carlson, which
1: I mean, obviously that would change everything. That would change everything. That's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so I guess the other pieces, like the goalie prospect that Ottawa got back, is. Actually, yeah, that,
1: that's actually really good for Ottawa. Well, I mean, uh, Philip Gustafson—he's he was blocked in Pittsburgh anyway between Murray and Jari, but he—you know—he's doing pretty well in Sweden. Ottawa's goaltending situation is pretty ugly. I mean, they signed Matt O'Connor out of college, but you know he hasn't had the best year. Obviously, Anderson and Condon aren't long-term solutions, so he gets a pretty good boost. If you're in like a deep dynasty league and need a goalie to stash, I think he's a pretty good option a nice return for them i mean you get a first a goalie who just got picked in the second another third it's you know basically all you could really hope for from from ottawa's perspective i mean sure they they didn't even have to retain salary because vegas did it for them uh you know it's a it's a good deal for them pittsburgh i get it they want to go for it the windows closing and and Brassard's shown. I mean, he's been very good in the playoffs for the Rangers in their two deeper runs. So, uh, I kind of like this trade for both teams. You know, Ottawa ends up flipping Ian Cole in the deal too, and getting another third out of it. So, Ottawa really cleaned up. Pittsburgh. I mean, they might have give up a little bit too much, but you know, they didn't have. They don't have to pay a lot of a salary. And Vegas was just doing pittsburgh a favor i guess i don't know if they didn't want him to go to winnipeg or what
0: i think that was it and of course that didn't really matter because today we see that winnipeg brought in paul stasny so it's not like it was in fact i i don't really think there's more that big of a gap between broussard and stasny and i would argue that stasny might even be a little bit better so it I guess it kind of helped Vegas out, but did it in the long run? Like, to keep Brassard out of the West? Like, out yeah, of the West was, playoffs?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of similar players at this point, I'd say. Uh, Brassard and Stastny, but I'd probably prefer to have Stastny marginally. I mean, it's a very, very young Jets team for the most part. Yeah, you have Wheeler, Bufflin, Strom, but you, you have a lot of young forwards, that have never been in the playoffs. Hellebuck will be his first time. Getting Stassi's experience, he can play all the tough matchups. I mean, he's the one, to this point, individual player that is the massive winner. He's going to probably slot on the second line with line A and Ehlers, and immediately, I mean, he should be owned everywhere. There's no doubt about that. I mean, now even you get a third line with, like, uh, Perot, Little, and whoever they want to be, the the second winger, like, that's uh, (laughs) – Winnipeg is probably in my mind now the second best team in the West besides uh Nashville, besides or, Nashville. or Vegas and, and, I, and I actually think uh Winnipeg matches up pretty well against Nashville I mean that would be a amazing second round I really hope we get that
0: I really hope we get a series like that it's a shame That's that true. should that realistically should be your Western Conference final
1: oh for sure or at least a good chance of it you know yeah mm-hmm. so. The Blues, I get making the move. You sell them off. It sounds like they still might try to add someone with term, but you know they're on a massive downswing. They lost six in a row. I don't mind them. I mean, at best, what are you going to do? You're going to get killed in the first round. Probably you hope to finish, uh, you know, to play Vegas in the first round, and then hope you know they just fall apart and the play- their goaltending falls apart or something, and then you're into the better division in the crossover. But the upside of the team's is really not there. So I don't I don't mind them dumping off Stassi. He's a UFA anyway. They really want to. They can probably bring him back. But you know Fabry getting hurt. They just don't have the offensive depth, and you can't really count on Carter Hutting being God the whole time. So I actually think it was a pretty smart move for them to to get out of it because they're so far behind Nashville and uh, in Winnipeg, and I think they're even pretty far behind you know Dallas in their own division. The Wild, too, I think best case they finish fifth. And maybe, like I said, maybe that does get you in. But I don't think it's it's worth it for them to to really push. I think they had to go one way or the other. They had to kind of add and just kind of go for it or sell off some pieces. And I, I just think it, it makes a lot of sense for them to to move Stastny.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go to the Boston Bruins. Um, they signed Brian Gianta after his – Well, pretty much every older um, NHL player's performance at the Olympics, which they all kind of sucked. The Olympics pretty much were the Olympic athletes from Russia and a bunch of young guys that looked good, and everyone else looked bad. Um, So they signed Gianta to just a veteran. He'll be a fourth-line, healthy scratch-type playoff presence. But they bring in Rick Nash, and they give up quite a bit to the rangers um and that in buffalo sort of excited some people because they thought that well if rick nash who had like 20 28 points on the season so far was going to garner i think it was a first a fourth ryan spooner and lindgren yeah
1: ryan lindgren who's a. He's a pretty good prospect. I mean, he's more of a modern state home type. I don't see a lot of fantasy value there, but he should definitely be an NHL player. Uh, Spooner, the Rangers might flip. I don't know. I actually think he could be a decent streamer the rest of the way if he stays. He had two assists the first game. He's always been a good power play player. Maybe with the extra minutes, there's a little something there fantasy-wise. I mean, Nash is going to slot right into the second line with Krejci. He already did the first game against Buffalo at five shots in 17 minutes. In over 20 games there's certainly a chance Nash just gets hot because he has such good shot volume that you might just you might just get lucky and end up scoring like 12 goals the last 20 games you would you wouldn't be shocked by it uh, they did give up a lot to do it yes they the Rangers ate Boles- or half of Bolesky's contract to get it done and that probably helped to return but, you know Boston's so loaded with prospects I mean Sure, it was. I still think it was dumb for them to trade Dougie Hamilton away, but they ended up with a three first and seconds combined. They have a decent prospect pool now. And the emergence of uh, Dalton Heinen, uh, Jake DeBrusque, and Anders Bork, it, it made it a little easier to stomach giving up some of these other guys like uh, Vetrano, who they moved to Florida in a separate deal. Uh, it was a lot to give up, but Nash has shown... He's a good two-way player at this point in his career, not just a scorer. He's been on shutdown lines in the Olympics. He's been a penalty killer and in a defensive role for the Rangers even at times too. So, I mean, it is going to help them quite a bit. Their second line was kind of lacking. Like Krejci is a decent playmaker, but he's not a goal scorer. They didn't really have anyone who's a a goal scorer on that line, and I think Nash is going to be the guy leading him now in, in that second power play unit too.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to um it'll be interesting to see how far Boston goes in the playoffs. Also, the first round matchup, um, there's a pretty much a you really want to win the Atlantic because yeah. Toronto's been the hottest team in the NHL this past month. Boston looks absolutely loaded and you still have Tampa Bay sitting there. Right. Like, and I think
1: the other I think the other part of it too is that the Devils have fallen into that. Like, So Pittsburgh got so hot, they moved up. And the Flyers got so hot, they moved up. So now you're looking at playing more than likely the Devils or the Blue Jackets. And the Blue Jackets are a bit scary, but, I mean, Tampa Bay is just better than them. And you know, no, like, these teams aren't going to be afraid of the Devils either. As much as we like the team and what they're doing for the future, I mean, if they get to play them in the first round, it's obviously way better than going against Toronto, the way Toronto's playing. So you're right, I mean I kind of just expected before that they weren't going to push too hard for it but now these teams are kind of incentivized to push for it. Granted, I still think Boston would be a fairly decent favorite against Toronto, but you never know, Toronto's got such high upside and, you know, Anderson played very well in the playoffs last year, so there's always a chance that They've gone through it before, and Marner, you know, his. it reminds me of Kuznetsov from last year where he just started so bad, and then the second half he just takes off. Nylander's been steady, obviously Matthews. Uh, Travis Dermott, since he's been called up on the blue line, big improvement. I'm interested to see if Toronto makes an ad. I mean, they added Plakanic, which I didn't really understand. I don't see the need to give up a second-round pick for a fourth-liner. I was thinking maybe they'll flip Bozak. He's a UFA, and then they have Turtleneck on the third line, or maybe they just really want to have four good lines. I don't know, but that that trade surprised me a little bit.
0: Um, okay, so just to update, uh, right now while we're recording, it is currently three oh two. Um, the Caps did not make a deal. There's no trade for Washington coming in, so. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, it looks it looks like Carlson is going to be at the, the draft at this point, which I think is somewhat of a big mistake by Ottawa. If <laughs> you just can't get as much. I mean, Tampa, if they they could have fit him in for you, and you get two cup rounds, these teams could get two cup rounds out of Carlson instead of just one. I mean, I guess in the summer you can already have the deal in place, so you know they can extend him, like say the Sabres did with Ryan O'Reilly once you got him from Colorado there. It was late enough that the Sabres already knew they could get a deal done but that also limits teams who could use him as a a two-year rental so his market's going to change quite a bit in the off season I just don't think to be blunt about Ottawa's just not going to get as much back now it's just going to be a circus all year Uh, they're not going to get as good of a draft pick which they don't already have next year's first because it's they're going to owe it to Colorado for Duchesne, It's they have this year's, but it's top ten protected. They're obviously going to keep it. It's just going to be a sideshow until until Carlson eventually gets moved. I just I can't see him staying at this point.
0: Um, it looks like there's an initial report. Uh, we're going to wait for follow up, but it looks like Thomas Sitar has been moved from Detroit, going to going were- to Tampa.
1: Huh, that's an interesting fit. I mean, they were talking about him with Nashville for a while, but they obviously got Ryan Hartman instead. We can talk about that in a little bit, but Tatar, I mean, that's obviously a huge fantasy boost no matter if he's playing with, you know, Johnson or Pointer or uh, or even Yanni Gord. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I think he's at least an elite streamer. Tatar's been a 20-25 goal scorer for a few years running now. I mean, obviously, you don't get a better boost than going to Tampa, so I think that's a pretty good get for Tampa, Two, um, McKenzie just tweeted out that uh, Vegas was actually going hardest for Carlson, but uh, no deal got done there. I still can see Vegas as a fit in the summer because they just have so much cap space and plenty of picks and prospects. I mean, I think I talked about that a couple months, or maybe a month or two ago, where we're like just the fit of him in Vegas makes so much sense with how they play and everything, but... Again, we'll have to worry about that later. Um, What are are your thoughts on the Ryan Hartman deal? He ends up going uh, to Nashville. uh, First-round pick this year, fifth-round pick, uh, fourth-round pick. And uh, I believe it's Victor Edsel. I'm not positive how to pronounce it, but um, he's like a super high upside guy. But, I mean, the floor is low for sure, too. He's playing in Sweden right now. Uh, definitely like high upside, two way player, d- dynamic game in general. So it seems like quite a bit for Nashville to give up. Granted, Hartman is 23 and under team control for a few years.
0: I cannot believe that Ryan Hartman got a first round pick in return. Um I mean,
1: see just a straight for, I mean, Nashville's first is going to be what, like in the high 20s? But to get all this extra stuff, too, seems kind of crazy. Because I think it
0: was uh, Chicago 5th also went in. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Hartman in a 5th for a 1st, a 4th, and I believe it's Edsel, but I'm not 100% on how you yeah, it. Yeah, I,
0: like, I just don't understand. Like, to me, Nashville always seems to overpay for players at the deadline. It feels like they've done, like... Even David Poyle, dating back to freaking a first-round pick for Paul Gostad back in God knows what year that was, um, that was an overpay. That was a massive overpay. Um, I know they had, like, to me, I just don't get it. I guess because they have so many prospects, Nashville does, that it's okay to trade your first-round pick.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I think, well, I was going to say, in some regards, I think they're kind of viewing Ellie Tolvan and is there – is there other ad at the deadline? If you're in a league where he's in the player pool I, and you can stash him until he comes over from the KHL at the end of the year, I would do it because the upside is through the roof. But you're right, they do tend to overpay a decent amount. I mean, I'll, t- I'll try to play devil's advocate, I guess. Hartman's on pace for, I don't know, 40-ish points. He's only playing 12 and a half minutes a game. He's not playing the power play, really. He has two power play points all year. And he still is only 23 years old, so... I guess they see more upside there potentially. I I, I really don't know. Like, he seems like a decent player, but not a world beater by any stretch. I don't. I'm not sure where he's going to slot even into their lineup. Do you have any you any thoughts on that?
0: I do not. I I don't even I don't even know where he goes in.
1: I mean, does he play? This is tough because Fisher's about to be back too, right? So, I mean, they reunited Johnson Forsberg, Arvidsson. Tourist Fiala-Smith seems like a thing that's not going to change. So maybe you're looking at uh, Bonino, him and Hartnell? Or him, Yarncroke, and Sissons or Watson? I don't really know, but, I mean, he was a decent streamer when he was with either Taves or Kane at this point. I can't see him up in the lineup. I think this zaps his fantasy value, at least for the short term.
0: Um. Okay, I'm going to break in. We have two. I have a correction and a massive Deal that was done. On um, the correction, Sitar is not going to Tampa. He is going to Vegas. Ooh. Um, that's spicy. That's the correction. Yeah. Sorry about that before. The big one is Ryan McDonough has been traded to Tampa Bay. Ooh,
1: I see it now. That is that is huge
0: to me. Tampa becomes the favorite in the East again.
1: I, mean, I think they already were, but I think this makes them like prohibitive favorites overall. I mean. Is- <laughs> Uh, I just got the thought of him being stuck playing with Girardi again, and I just got sick.
0: But <laughs> Somebody tells me they won't let that happen.
1: I, assuming that doesn't happen, I mean, again, they get two straight years of uh, – or two years of McDonough as a rental of some sorts. Uh, he's just a tremendous player all around. He's, he's going to do well for their second power play unit. Uh, whether he plays with uh, Str- Strawman. Or had, like I don't know how they want to do it. Usually, he can play on both sides. He has in the past, so I'm not sure how they're going to want to match up these pairs now. But uh, just that, that's as big of a get as Tampa was uh, could make outside of Carlson, obviously. I'm interested to see what they gave up. Uh, I'm sure it was something pretty good. Um, it's got to be.
0: It's got to be substantial because
1: yeah, because once you know Carlson. Uh, bails out, and not getting traded. He's the top guy. Uh, you know, uh, is not being traded, which uh, kind of surprises me. <laughs> well, uh, Tatar is an interesting one in Vegas. I, I almost feel the same way about him in Vegas as I thought of uh, him going to Tampa. My question is, how they want to set this up now? But I assume he's going to play with either Neil or Tuck depending on who which one isn't with Hala and perron and then probably Cody Egan uh, second power play unit third line but they they play the top line a ton of minutes but the middle six is kind of even so uh, Tatar just the way that the Vegas plays I think it's a pretty good boost to I'd say an elite streamer from a middling one I mean I wouldn't hold him at this point but I want to see how he does there. Do you have any thoughts on either of those trades?
0: Um, well, I can tell you what Detroit got for oh, Thomas wow. Tatar. Just a first, that a second, is... and a third-round pick? Holy is... fucking shit. Sorry um, for the language, but that, um, that's, that a return,
1: that's a lot. That's a
0: lot.
1: I'm bringing up Tatar. I want to see. He he has three more years after this one at $5.3 million. So you do... You know, long-term uh, commitment there at least. He he's still only twenty-seven, so you, you're getting him through age thirty. You're getting
0: you're getting prime uh, years. You're getting
1: his Prime, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't hate it. They just have they have so many assets. That, man, that's it uh, that is still quite a bit. It's a good haul for Detroit. I'm surprised we also. I mean, it's three eleven, and yeah, stuff's still trickling in, but.
0: That is a lot. We still, we still
1: haven't seen a, a Mike Green deal, and you have to assume he was a, he was a lock to go. So they they could have a pretty good deadline here.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean,
1: we could pivot into I mean Evander Kane. From, okay, yeah, let's from let's just do event. that because we talked about Hartman and Tatar We've seen, uh, well, assuming McDonough. Oh, Elliot Freeman just said this McDonough deal is something. So it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, I just thought about like we talked about teams not offer offer sheeting Kucherov and that's how Tampa Bay is getting away with all this stuff. You had Vegas just gave up a first, second, and a third which is like the $7 million offer sheet basically but we've seen six first round picks go now probably seven in this McDonough trade although don't know for sure but uh, Evander King goes to the Sharks which is a place that I've talked about uh, for months is a fit I really like the Sabres end up getting back a conditional first and at first everyone thought it was lottery protected but it turns out it's actually conditional on
0: Kane Kinks re-signing and
1: Kane resigning in the Sharks otherwise it becomes a second there's also a conditional fourth who or what we don't know the conditions are at this point uh, maybe it does something with how far the Sharks get in the playoffs or something I don't know and Danny O'Regan who's like a a middling prospect at best, he played down the line with Michael and Evan Rodriguez at BU. Should definitely help Rochester, but I'm not seeing too much there. And I don't. I'm getting in debates with people on Twitter about the return. I just. I feel like you have to do better than that. I know Kane has some baggage, but I'm not worried about baggage when the guy's a UFA, right? I mean, if I'm San Jose, he's only going to be there for six weeks plus the playoffs, maybe. If you don't like him, you let him go. I don't. I don't look into a, a, the baggage being an issue when. <laughs> when the guy, he's not going to be there forever. There's no commitment, so I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't like it. I know you don't like it,
0: but uh, maybe you can have, add any extra thoughts that you have. Um, I, I think Kane's value. He's instantly slotting what second line left wing, first line left um, wing in. Yeah, I mean San Jose. Either, way, I, either I, way, he's gonna he's playing on a team that's actually going to be kind of good. Uh, I think his fancy value goes up. Yeah, um, it, shouldn't, it
1: shouldn't hurt his, uh, his you know plus-minus gets a boost. At least he's not going to be on the first power play, any, but he wasn't in Buffalo anyway. Uh, you know, Thornton's out right now, so it's a little tougher to judge. Uh, my guess is that eventually he's going to be playing with Couture and Hurdle or Meyer, depending. I feel like they're going to want to keep Meyer with Thornton and Pavelski. He seems to be fitting well there. They've tried Carlson or LeBanc there, too. I don't think they'll put Kane there. But even if he's on the second line, I mean, that's that's fine. His value probably gets a, a little bit of a boost.
0: Yeah. Um, for the Sabres, uh, like, I'm not really sure much else needs to be said. I think you've said it all. Like, that's not a good deal. That That's not a good deal for Buffalo. The what's being reported now is that there was no firm first-round pick being offered to Buffalo. Teams were were only giving conditional first-round picks. Um, I'm
1: kind of fine with that. I I can understand it somewhat. But then my thing is go to Calgary. Calgary doesn't have a first or second this year, so they obviously weren't going to give it up. But you could – in some like find a way, they have four defenseman prospects that I would grade out as first round talents or better. Do that, like that's fine. Get one of those guys instead. Getting a second round pick that's not even this year. I mean, sure, there's some semblance of a chance that Camry signs there, but I don't I don't know what the Sharks' plans are. They might not like if they just got a straight 2019 first. I would be okay with that. You need to get a first though, and not getting a guaranteed first really bothers me.
0: Yeah, like I understand, like if, even if it's one year right. away, uh Patrick Maroon has just been traded to the Devils. We'll wait to oh, see what the return is on that. That's an interesting trade.
1: it's another um, it's another rental for the Devils. I think I think you just wanna signify like you know, it's good for them to get in the playoffs at this point, you know. Um, he probably plays with Ooh, Zaka and Brat? Something like that.
0: Probably, and I think that's actually a pretty scary. Was that third line, fourth? Uh, yeah, depending on how you look at fourth it. Fourth I mean, line Jack
1: with Grabner, and you know the fourth line's got Coleman, Boyle, Stafford, and all those guys that are going to score ten to fifteen goals. So I mean, after the first line, it's kind of a, a mix and match. I mean, I do think this hurts Maroon's value a little bit just because he's not going to be on a power play with McDavid or anything. But he hasn't been playing too much with him in free agency anyway. Uh, solid streamer always for the Pally minutes and decent enough points. Uh, interested to see what they gave up for him, but I doubt it's too much. Maybe a second, maybe a second in a lower end prospect. I don't know, but uh, well, they actually they gave up their second for Gradner, So it can't be that we'll, we'll see, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh looks like JT Miller is also being paired with Ryan McDonough going uh, from the Rangers it's got to be at least two first-round picks, right? It's got to be your 2018 yeah, I mean, and 2019 first-rounders.
1: I mean, I, I'm going to say Cal Foote could be a nice yep. deal. Uh, Boris Kachuk, who played on Canada in the World Juniors, you have the first and play. Uh, I mean, this, this trade sounds like it's going to be huge. I mean, Miller's a guy I always liked. He's not the best in fantasy, but well, that's only because of the shot rate. Otherwise, I mean, he does everything well. He, he played last year at a 60-point pace. I think he could even be better than that. Like now, you're looking at a top nine that's just absolutely ridiculous. With Nemestikov, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Kalorn, Gord, Johnson, him. That's this team is just going to be a buzzsaw in the playoffs. It's going to be hard to beat. That's for sure. Benoit hmm. Puyo was not traded.
0: Oh, just that is. Understand. I.
1: <laughs> Josh Joris to the Pens, BFD. A uh, bunch of other bottom guys that we don't really need to talk about. What? Um, trying to think what other trade that happened earlier that we haven't. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that is worthy of discussing? Uh, I mean, I did like Vetrano, Florida buying low on him for a third round pick. Made sense for Boston. He's had so many guys emerge. But Vetrano has been really good in the AHL. Uh, hasn't translated yet, but he's still young. He's hurt right now, but that, that seemed like a good by low. And I thought uh, Edmonton did really well getting Aberg for Lotestu effectively.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Can we talk about that trade? What was yeah. Nashville? What was Nashville going for there? I don't,
1: I don't really know because well, what did they? They end up just getting a fourth round pick out of it, right? Yeah. They, so pretty Lattestu much Nashville gives up Pontus
0: the- Aberg for a fourth round pick. Like Edmonton's a clear winner in that deal, right? Oh
1: god, yeah. I mean, Latestu I mean, he makes some sense for Columbus too on the fourth line, but I mean, Latestu was a rental, so obviously you get some young player with a little bit of upside it, that makes a lot of sense. That made, I mean, I think it's great for uh I think it's great for Edmonton. I thought getting a third-round pick for Brandon Davidson was remarkable too, I think. You know they, those aren't big deals, but you know little deals like that will help Edmonton, especially because they've got a lot of the big stuff wrong. Uh, the Columbus trade, uh, Thomas—they get Thomas Fannick too, and I, they give up Tyler Mott and Oaken And I just what what is Florida doing? Or if not Vancouver? Sorry. Like, how do you not get a pick or something better? Like Vancouver never 70 trades 70 for picks though. Right now,
0: Vancouver never know, trades for what picks.
1: What that, but that's the problem. <laughs> like you should be stockpiling whatever you can. Like you should be thrilled. You gave Vanek $2 million. He, he's played excellent hockey and you just get nothing re- really back. Uh, that, that one really makes no sense to me either. Like that's so like you should be able to get a second or a third at the least for Vanek. Like how'd you not get so, like mod is a, he looks like a bus at this point, plain and simple. And U C Open's is obviously not doing anything for them. Wow. Yeah. Officially, uh, Mike Green not traded. I. You know. Dad, okay. Dad made, so, so they get a first, second, and a third for Tatar, which I got to give them credit for. But how do you not get anything for him? Like that's worse than the Sabers getting. At least they got something for Kane.
0: Um. All right. So we. I something I want to do, and I know people are probably sick of us talking about the Sabers. Um, can we go back to, I believe the year was 2013 okay. or 2015, uh, run up to the 2015 NHL trade deadline. So three years ago, um, there was a blockbuster trade. Buffalo or Winnipeg sent Evander Kane and Zach Bogosian to mm-hmm. Buffalo for um, Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford. Two prospects, which are Joel Armia and I forget the other one. Bren- Brennan Lemieux. Brennan Le- oh, Brennan Lemieux, that's right. And a first-round pick, which ended up being Kyle Connor.
1: Uh, I became Jack Roslovich.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, Zach Bogosian is just a walking injury report. Evander Kane was flipped for way less than actual value. And Zach Bogosian eats a ton of salary cap. Tyler Myers is the third best defenseman on, or the third like defenseman for Winnipeg. And he puts up, he's a valuable member of their blue line. Drew Stafford has played very well for Winnipeg in the past several years. Um, Roslovic When
1: he was there, he was, yeah, yeah.
0: He was fine. Yeah. Ross Roslevic is a key young piece of the Winnipeg core. Um, Joel Armia plays a strong role on their fourth line, and Brendan Lemieux is still in their AHL system. Is it fair to say that this trade set Buffalo's um, Buffalo's franchise back like six years? Well,
1: they could see. Well, I could also argue that if they don't trade for Kane, who at the time was out for the season, they don't finish last, and they could have ended up with Dylan Strome instead of Eichel. The trade itself, obviously, is a loser. If you boil that into a two, I guess it doesn't look too horrible. But, I mean, obviously, it worked out pretty poorly. I mean, I think Kane's been fine. He had a good year in Buffalo. He's got 20 goals. But, you know, the rest of the team around him, they didn't improve. And and then they have to sell off these guys. I, I didn't hate the move at the time. Myers kind of was regressing. And he's been great in the third pair for them this year with Kulikov. That's worked out really well. He's moved up with Truberhurt with and he's been fine. Obviously, Armia's been solid in their bottom six, too. Uh, Lemieux, I'm not too sold on at this point. But either way, Roslovic is obviously a, a high upside guy. You can see it when he's on the ice. So that, that trade helped Winnipeg a ton to get back to maroon it was a third rounder
0: that's not that makes sense that's not a whole lot of return for maroon yeah i I think
1: think. i mean i don't know if i was edmonton i would have left him on mcdavid's wing for the last month and just tried to, to boost his numbers a bit but i don't know if teams are smarter about that now and don't care or what but I'm really just waiting to see what the hell Tampa gave up. For.
0: Yeah. Because, um, I
1: mean, the, the Rangers are losing a lot here. Let's not get ourselves but I could also see them being bad next year or middling and then being good again right in two years, right, because their system is already strong. You just added a lot in this trade. You added a second in Rykoff. You added the two first from last year, Chill Anderson. They could turn it around pretty quickly depending on what they get back here. And what else goes on? I mean, they have Zuccarello, too, which I assume wasn't traded, but maybe he's traded at the draft. Maybe they'll keep him. I don't know. But, I mean, the, the Rangers are probably going to end up a winner here. Well, I mean, they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. It's always drastic to trade your captain. Who, I mean, they got him for Scott Gomez, <laughs> which is still, like, one of the worst trades ever. But it um, should be interesting to see how... How this all turns out I mean at this point uh, fantasy wise is the big winner still just um, <laughs> I think it has to be you look at who they have even if he's on the second power play unit you're gonna have Ehlers on that second unit he's gonna play with Ehlers in line A there's no way around it he still has to be the big winner in my mind um, What I mean, to guess what Tampa's going to give up, I'm still on like the the foot idea, probably a first or two. Miller being included, though, really, is going to make this package huge. Uh, Detroit now, I just, (laughs) I can't get, I want to call them a winner because they did so well getting that many picks for Tatar, but to not trade Mike Green is just one of the worst, Worst moves that I can remember in in a long time. Like there's other rentals that haven't gone anywhere, but t- to only get that, I mean, to not get anything from Mike Green just blows my mind. You you have the pick coming in from Mrazic, you, you have a pick from Brendan Smith coming in. You, you they're looking at two first this year, three seconds with another second coming in next year. Then three seconds or potentially four seconds, uh, this year or four thirds, I'm sorry. And they could have added at least a third Brandon Davidson, Ian Cole, these guys are going for third round picks and they can't get anything from Mike green. I just, I don't understand that. I mean, he is a UFA
0: at the end of the year, correct? Yeah. But
1: so if no one has to commit to him, like he, <laughs> you just get him in and you let him go like there's plenty of teams that could just use him for the bottom pair and a power play specialist role like Columbus gets Ian Cole like they they have like the worst power play in the league I feel like green would make more sense than that
0: yeah i i'm surprised mike green wasn't moved to somebody like pittsburgh
1: I feel like there's only a couple teams in the league who just couldn't use them. Like, Justin Schultz has been bad this year, so that, I mean, he could just take that rule from last year in the second pair or a or, uh, second power play unit, something.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I feel um, like there's
1: a few teams that have done really well, a few teams that have done pretty poorly, and a few teams that kind of stood pat and didn't do them a lot of favors, you know, like, I don't want to call Calgary a loser or Anaheim a loser because the blues trading away Stastny probably takes them out of the race or hurts them at least a bit. Now they're that's one less team they have to fight for, for the, the last two, two spots. But you know, it's Calgary added Chris Stewart and waivers and Nick shore. I mean, they already had a, a ton of guys in the bottom six. And they didn't know what to do. And, now they just added more guys to the same clutter, so that didn't really do anything. Anaheim just stood pat, and I get they just want to get healthy, but I think they could have used another guy just for depth at least. Uh, I'm trying to think who else stood pat. I mean, Washington hasn't done much. They added Jakub Jarbeck and uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It should be, it should be interesting. Now Elliot Freeman saying Maroon's getting a prospect too with the third. Uh, Someone who's playing in college hockey, but don't know the name yet.
0: Yeah. um, So, obviously, there are going to be – there's still – it's probably still another – okay, so, oh, my Lord. Um, Okay, so here's what is being reported from McKenzie of what Tampa sent to the Rangers. Uh, Lieber, Hajek, Brett Holden, Nemesnikov – a 2018 first-round pick and a conditional second-round pick. I'm going to be honest, that's not as much as I was expecting.
1: Getting to Messnikoff is... Uh, that's large.
0: Yes, I I agree. But like, that's...
1: Hmm. I, I assume that's supposed to be Brett Howden, not Holden. Uh, he was their first-round pick in 2016's draft. He's playing for... Uh, for Moose Jaw now, and was on the World Juniors team for Canada. I, I assume that has to be right. I don't, I don't know of uh, Brett Holden. So, I mean, if that's the case, Howden has got that's a really that's another first round pick. Basically, he's a big bodied guy. I mean, he's got fifty eight points in thirty eight games for Moose Jaw this year. He had eighty one in fifty eight games last year. That that's a high upside guy back. Uh, I mean.
0: Yeah, it is Howden.
1: Value-wise, like, Nemesnikov or Miller, how far off is that, if at all?
0: I don't think it's that far off. To me, like, the only roster player that the Lightning give up is Nemesnikov, and you, right. you in a way, kind of replace him with Miller?
1: Yeah, I think he's actually, I mean, Miller's more versatile, right? He's played the wing, he played center, he can slot wherever in any role. Where Nemesnikov... He was thriving with you know Kucherov and Stamkos, but when he wasn't with them, he was just kind of blah. So it kind of makes sense to sell high on him too. But I, I mean, I do like him as a prospect. I always have. So um, I don't, I don't mind getting in it for the Rangers. But even if you say those two are canceled out, well, you're looking at a first conditional, second uh, Howden, um, Libor Hajek, who I'm gonna, I honestly don't know who that is, and I'm gonna look at, look him up now, but. So that's what you're looking back for, McDonough. Hmm. Okay, so Hodrick was a second-round pick defenseman. So you're kind of looking at two firsts and two seconds in a way. Uh, He was on the Czech team uh, in the World Juniors. Had eight points in seven games, actually. uh, Played in the WHL this year for – well, he was with Saskatoon. They just traded him to Regina. So that's a pretty big return do hmm. you, you, you think the rangers could have got more or you like it for both sides you don't like really if like i'm them?
0: if i'm the rangers don't i don't i need at least one of sergachev point or yanni gordy like the fact that none of those pieces were moved well, is course. to me a, a massive i know gord is like 26
1: right that was what i was gonna like so howden's gonna be in the nhl in a year or two at the most. Like he's killing an AHL or uh WHL. He'll be up in the AHL next year at the least in the naked. Hodgick's probably not far behind either. I mean this Point I see Point is like one of the most polarizing guys to me. It's I can't figure out how good he is, right? He's in the perfect situation. It's kinda like Nemestikov too. Like it's hard to judge these guys who you couldn't put in a better spot if you wanted to. So, I mean, I don't hate them getting domestic off instead if that was the difference between them getting like that extra conditional second or something. I, I, I mean, I think, I think it's a win for Tampa for sure. I'm just not yes. sure it's like a loss for the Rangers is all I'm saying. it it all depends on how you feel about uh, Nemestikov, I think he's he's again it's just so tough to judge him right we've seen the flashes in the past if you look over like to the to Razzball and just type his name in and go to like the beginning a lot of it's like super streaky you see the upside we're not sure if he's gonna pull the pen out or what you're gonna get. he's been a good possession player every year. He's got twenty goals, well, twenty four assists. It's, I, don't, I, I, I think I kind of like this for both teams, to be honest. So do I, because I mean, they're they're going in different really, directions. This really moves the needle for uh, for Tampa Bay, though. I mean, th- I think uh, I mean, this might put them, I don't know, 20, 25 percent to win the cup. I mean, they, they're, I think they're pretty big favorites at this point. Uh, Freeman just tweeted out that that Libor the defenseman, is actually the guy they wanted to seal the deal. I mean, he has made big strides from being a second round pick. Maybe they kind of view him as another McDonough another first. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, not even necessarily that, but if they they see him as a first, and now you're talking three firsts plus mestikoff and then it sounds like a conditional second too. Again, you are losing Miller too, who is a very nice player, but. What's
0: that? Oh, I didn't say anything. I'm just looking at. Oh. Um Yeah, I'm just looking at people uh, like TSN did a write up pretty much saying the Sabers got absolutely hosed in this deal. Um to me it says two things. One, a Vander Kane. Okay, what does an Evander Kane off-season contract look like right yes, now? This is,
1: so now like cuz the Sabers only got this much back, it makes me second guess that there's anything that good for him.
0: Also, the Sabers are done. On um, the only deal they did was a uh, Vander Kane. In my mind, okay, so uh, I guess let's talk about big losers of today. Um, uh, Buffalo, mean, Buffalo's got to be on lost
1: it. Yeah, I mean Buffalo losing that. I mean that's kind of there's just no excuse to get better than that, it, or to not get better than that. It's, you know, a bit confusing. I think, because it's tough. It's tough to. I don't. The Blues got a good return for Stastny, right? But obviously, they took a big hurt this season and probably won't make the playoffs now. So I don't really want to call them a loser necessarily. I don't think they're
0: a loser. I mean, they're getting a first-round pick. Right.
1: And like, I don't want to call Nashville a loser either because I mean, they did probably overpay for Hartman, but he should help somewhat at least. But I didn't really like that deal, and I didn't like giving away Auburn for a, a fourth, either. Um... Let's see, I mean, Boston already made their moves, like, the Kings already made their moves. The the Wild stood, Pat. I mean, they kind of gained just by the Blues dropping off. Uh, they traded away Mike Riley for a fifth, but he really wasn't playing anyway, but... And we're just getting healthy is going to help them more than anything. They're a hot right now. I mean, the Athletic has them over ninety percent to make the playoffs with their recent hot streak in in the trade of Stastny. So I don't just I don't think there's a ton of losers here. Like again, can I can I list a big one? Detroit, massive. Sorry, Detroit, just massive loser. Not trading Green, but then massive winner on the Tar turn. So I'll 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 say Vancouver because you didn't get anything for. Anything long-term is going to help for Vanek. Not even a draft pick. That's pretty bad.
0: Um. Yeah, so I think Vancouver didn't get enough back for... Um, Vancouver did not get enough back for Thomas Vanek. I'm going to list a loser, and I mentioned them earlier. Like They're probably one of the best four teams in the East. And the reason I say they're a loser is because every other team that they're competing against upgraded almost massively. Um, Toronto. Their only move was Thomas Plekanec. Is that the answer? Like Boston goes out and gets uh, Rick Nash. Tampa Bay just went out and got Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller. Um, yeah, I, yeah. is it I is it r-
1: situation? I just don't. I didn't really get them adding Plekanec. I just don't think he's going to matter. How many minutes is he going to play? Twelve
0: so what's the point and they gave up two prospects and a second round pick in my mind that's where i'm sitting there thinking why why even make that deal
1: yeah that didn't really to me and, and to I, me like it's, in the beginning i thought it was they were going to flip them i thought they were going to or uh they were going to move bozak and he would just take a spot i mean kirby reichel is a decent buy low i mean he was a former first round pick he's been decent in the AHL this year with the marlies but I mean, just a second for Placanich seemed like it would have been enough because Kyle Baum, the guy that came with Placanich, is just AHL depth. He's not even doing well there. And uh, the defenseman, uh, I believe it's Renat Valiev. I'm not positive how to pronounce that name, but uh, I mean, he was a third-round pick too, so they got a decent amount for for Turtleneck. and I mean, their team's going to go far just because of how the young guys do, but uh, someone on the blue line... Would have helped more than than what Turtleneck's going to give him. Yeah. Um, the condition on this extra second round pick uh, in the McDonough trade is it goes if uh, Tampa Bay wins the Cup this year, or next year. Otherwise, they don't get that second round pick. The Rangers.
0: No, it's not. It. Do, they don't get it. Oh, no! It becomes a it first round. It becomes a, first, so round, it becomes a, a first rounder if they win the uh, Cup, which. We talked about how the Evander Kane they say conditional first but let's be honest that's gonna be a second round pick because I don't think I don't see him resigning in San Jose am I crazy I think that this is almost a lock to be a second first round pick in this deal
1: yeah I mean the locks strong but I mean it's probably a good oh man to win one of the next two cups probably a one in three shot maybe a little better even 40 30 30 percent. Like, huh, like,
0: Tampa's going to be disgusting right now. They're going to yeah. be... Dis- also, Um, I saw somebody mention this, and I'm curious about what you think about it. Did Tampa start up this Carlson rumor and keep Ottawa on the phone with them about Carlson just so that no one else could make that trade for Eric Carlson
1: and not I, give them enough time? I think if they could have got Carlson, they would have done it. I mean, he's... He's a tier above McDonough. Yeah,
0: but you know that you know what the asking price on Carlson would have been. It would have been two of Point Gord Sergachev, and first round picks.
1: They might have been able to do it just with Point and other stuff because they have so much other stuff. But uh, yeah, obviously would have hurt a lot more. But I, I mean, I, I would, I think having Carlson is going to help them more than adding McDonough. Adding Carlson, even losing Point, might help them even more than adding Miller and McDonough and losing Nemestakov, I don't know. I guess that's kind of close, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'd still rather just have Carlson if they could. And I think McDonough was always the backup plan. And they, once Nash went to Boston, that kind of took them out on McDonough. So they, they never really found another fit and ended up being, gotten be in Tampa Bay. And boy, that team is just going to be scary.
0: Yeah, um, I think they're going to be the favorite to win the Atlantic Division now.
1: Yeah, I think they kind of opened it up a little bit, anyways. The last few days, uh, yeah, the Athletic has them up at seventy four percent. That was before, that was from ten thirty this morning. So that was before they got McDonough and Miller, and that already has the Bruins having Nash on their team. So I bet you that number pushes up a bit. They had him at seventeen percent to win the Cup before these trades. I bet you that ends up going into the 20s. Um,
0: I'm trying to think of anyone.
1: I mean, the Flyers made their move with Mrazic already. Uh, I don't... Uh, I don't really see another loser. I mean, maybe maybe Florida should have added a little something. I mean, how about this question. Who do you think has a better chance to make the playoffs at this point out of these teams? Florida, the Islanders and Carolina, because I'm inclined to say Florida.
0: Yeah, um that's interesting. I, I think Carolina started to fall off a little bit. Yeah, uh, pretty
1: close, I think.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate, but and then I, I would say Florida because I mean they have Luongo back now. Um they're playing really well. Denny Mulgan though is hurt, which isn't helping
1: right I mean I, hopefully Vetrano's back soon they said it's not a season long thing he should be back at some point but I, I, don't, I don't know I trust those top guys on their team I guess uh, I just well, I, I trust them almost equally to Tavares and Barzo like Barkov and Trochek aren't quite that good but they're not far off enough that the Islanders being such a dumpster fire defensively I would probably lean over Florida but I don't want to call them a loser either. That seems like a bit much, but I, I, I guess I can see it being kind of a mistake that they didn't try to get something just to, to shore up the roster a little bit more than more than Vetrano, who's already hurt. I mean, like, what we, are the Capitals a loser? No, I, I, I feel like, again, that might be a bit too much. They added Michael Kepney for depth, but and uh, Jarrah back too. But yeah,
0: you know. but that's not like that's not gonna help them win yeah. the division. To me, I, I'm really curious. Um, the LA Kings, nothing. They made their they made their trade with what Scott Wedgewood and um.
1: They got Tobias Ryder, yeah, and they got Fanuf before that.
0: Right, yeah. I, I, I'm just surprised there was nothing in terms of like. I
1: kind of like the Ryder ad, though. I mean, you traded Kemper, who was the backup anyways, the UFA. He sold high on him because the backup bullies always seem to do well in L.A. Uh, He actually signed an extension with Arizona already. But Ryder showed some flashes in the past. He not done much this year. I mean, I kind of like the get, but you're right. They didn't add anybody on the top end. But, again, they're somewhat of a winner only because the Blues – trade weakens them and Colorado's fall off a bit. so it's really 10 teams for 8 spots uh, but looking at the bottom you know you're talking 2 through 5 in the Pacific Division and then add in I guess the Stars but I mean I, I feel like Predators, Jets, Wild Stars are almost all locks at this point Like it, it, the last week has really changed a lot of these percentages on the Athletic you're looking at you know Vegas, Predators, Jets 100% Wild 93, Sharks 78, Stars 73, Flames 72, 67 for the Ducks, and then the Kings and Blues are 47-45, respectively. So it's not like they're dead, but they're kind of a winner just because there's one less team that they're probably going to have to battle. Yeah. Teams in the past just like they trade away a guy and they just get hot. And I mean, like, Carter Hutton stays hot, you know, maybe the Blues still do get in the playoffs, but. I, I don't know. I I don't think I feel like there's more clear winners than there are losers. Yes, uh, Tampa Bay clear winner now. Uh, Pittsburgh getting Brasser clear winner. Uh, the Sharks getting Kane for what they did. Uh, pretty clear win. Um, you know, Winnipeg getting Stastny is obviously huge. the The Devils get two solid middle six guys for a second and a third. Morazic obviously for Philly. You know, again, like I don't really. I mean, it helps Boston quite a bit, but I don't know if I want to really call them quite a winner just because of how much they gave up.
0: Yeah, I think that's the big one. Um, they gave up a lot. Yeah. Like I, I'll be honest, I think the Rangers are winners. Um,
1: yeah, I think. I mean, so
0: <laughs> in the long run, I think they're going to be big winners. So it's weird because. When you talk about a trade, you always think there's a winner and a loser. Um, I I think both teams can be a winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, even on a smaller scale deal, like the Grabner deal. They signed Grabner for a million and a half for two years. They end up getting 50 goals out of him. And then they end up getting a second in a decent prospect form. Clear win for them. And then they also... Get a decent prospect and in the Devils get a, a solid middle six guy and just more speed for that lineup. On, on a bigger scale, deal like I think the Blues trade for Stastny makes sense for both teams. Uh, the tamp- the the big trade looks like it could be a winner. Like that, when you're already a Cup contender, to add a top pairing defenseman and a very good forward. You know, granted, you gave up a good one back in the Messikoff too, but but then you're only giving up futures otherwise. Like, if you move the needle, I mean, a couple percent, that that's huge when you're going for a cup. So, I mean, Tampa, you have to call a big winner because you look at the other top teams. I mean, Pittsburgh got brassered, but I feel like they distanced themselves even more from the pack with these moves.
0: Yeah, I'm... I'm just sort of amazed uh, at a couple of things. I like Again, I cannot believe that Mike Green did not get moved. He's a UFA after this year. Literally for anything. At that point, trade him for anything. I don't understand why teams just sit. Like, you're telling me there wasn't a single offer for Mike Green?
1: I mean, that's what Pierre LeBron just said. He said his injury scared everybody off.
0: Like, but you
1: can't. Not just give- conditional pick though like that seems crazy like I, I, actually think about losers i'm gonna add the stars in because they didn't do anything and yeah
0: why didn't they
1: I, i'm not really sure to be honest like the top lines rolling, they're actually getting really good goaltending from letton in this year and Bishop's been obviously good at home like the team's positioned well you know right now actually they're in fourth in the division which is the dream spot like if they finish there and cross over and get to play Vegas, like I'd probably pick Dallas. It's close though. But if they added someone else, you could, you could have probably convinced me that Dallas is a better team. And then you'd get to play one of you know, Calgary, the Sharks, Ducks, whoever it ends up being, Kings. Like that could have been like the dream spot for them. Instead, you know, that might happen anyway. But there's also the chance that you end up having to play the Jets in the first round, and if you beat them, you have to win Nashville. You you need some more power. You don't have uh, everyone on this team signed for a long time. Like, yes, you know, you did just sign Radulov. Uh, Klingberg has his deal. But I don't know. I just feel like the team is good enough. Now, when you have that kind of first line that can just win games by themselves almost, I'd be – more hard-pressed trying to make a move. I'm trying to bring up uh, just their team salary page now. But yeah, I would call them a loser more than anything, too. Like They did literally, literally nothing.
0: Yeah, I'm very, very surprised by that. Um, uh, I don't know what Washington is doing. Do they just think, listen, we're just going to try and take a run this year, with what we have, if we don't,
1: I mean, it would be pretty funny if they just like.
0: Imagine if they imagine won. if they won it this year.
1: Yeah, even just like made the finally made the conference finals. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. The way Ovechkin's playing right now, I mean, he he's just been an animal. He's probably having the best season that he's had in ten years. You know, he's well over a point per game. Oh. The assists are coming in strong this year. Like, I don't know, I... <laughs> Crazy things have happened, but you'd think they'd want to add somebody for depth. Like...
0: You would think so. Yeah. But, um...
1: I mean, I'm just trying to... Do you remember how often, or how long Sagan's deal is now? I'm trying to bring it up, and I can't... Nothing is loading for me right now. I think everybody's going on all these websites to see how much he's getting paid, but... Uh, let's see, spot tracker, spot track, whatever you say is finally starting to load for me, so I'm trying to find. He's uh, um
0: six year. He's a free agent in 2019, so he has one more year left. Right, one one more year left, and his cap hit right now is five point seven. So that might be part of it. Is they know they have to do an extension this off season.
1: Well, sure, but that I mean that gives me more reason that you want to push for the next two years before you got to pay him way more money. Like I yeah, see both sides of it. Like he's twenty, he's twenty-five. No, he's twenty-six years old now. Like I don't know. Now's the time to, to go for it. I think the the team's good enough to to get on a run. You have that kind of high upside. Uh, I, I think I I'd probably call. I mean, they're not like a big loser, but I do think they're a loser to some extent.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um. I guess because I don't think there are any other big trades happening. Do we just want to do like a final thoughts? Um, I guess like, okay. So I guess one of the things I did want to bring up, everyone talked about how Tampa was a big Eric Carlson, like destination, um, trading for McDonough and what they had to give up kind of takes Tampa out of the running this off season to take a shot at Eric Carlson. Yes. Um, And I believe it was Bob McKenzie reported that it was actually Vegas was the hardest pusher to Ottawa for Eric Carlson, which I'm going to be honest, like Vegas absolutely has enough to trade for Eric Carlson. They had they easily had enough. They had three picks in the first like 15 in this last year's last year's draft. Mm -hmm. Like you could trade. A first, a second, and two of those picks, and you got to be pretty close to what Eric. You got to be pretty close to Eric Carlson, like trade status at that point. Um,
1: yeah, you might still have to add a guy like Alex Talker. Yeah, you had, you'd probably have to add one more pretty good piece, someone on the roster, even maybe. But they could definitely do it, probably easier than than anybody else.
0: So. Um, like, what do we see for Eric Carlson this offseason? Like, Ottawa has to trade him at the draft, right?
1: Sure. Uh, well, yeah, on a secondary thing, do I I do think there is still some chance, like, if Carlson goes somewhere and the team can't sign him for whatever reason, like, maybe they just, maybe Tampa lets McDonough go after that year and they sign Carlson at a free agency. I wouldn't rule that out at this point. We don't know how the next couple years are, are going to look, but... As far as teams for Carlson, I mean, I read the Sharks kind of pushed for him, but I don't, I didn't really understand that one. Th- the thing is, he's such a damn good player that every team should be in him to, to some extent, and be willing to give him. You're gonna have to give him ten and a half million at least, probably. But he's worth it, I think. <laughs> I thought last year, until McDavid really went to another level, like he can make an argument; he was the best player in the league, and. He's not that far off now, even when when he's having a down year. So as far as specific teams go, it's hard to really pick them out because everyone really should go for it. That honestly, like as far as you know, Vegas seems like an easy fit, but I don't I mean, I don't know if he'll wanna go there, if he'll wanna stay there, if I don't I don't know. It's hard to judge what guys really want if the cap goes up as much as people think, that's also going to change things quite a bit. I'm trying to think of teams who even have like the appealing young guys. I mean, like Carolina wanted to give up two or three of their young (laughs) defensemen, even to to just upgrade to Carlson. They could do it. I'm just like, you look at every team and just don't get why they wouldn't at least try. Is there, is there some fit other than Vegas that you really like?
0: I don't know. Like, I'm a. Uh, I'm just sort of taken aback that they didn't move him. Like, I get that the problem with so the problem with trade deadlines in major sports it feels like is teams are so afraid to make big moves, mm-hmm. right? Like to trade big pieces, they're very afraid to do it. Um and like especially I think the NFL is the biggest culprit of it. Like that's I that. like I I don't get it. Like if there's a trade that you like if there's a piece you want, go and make it. Um, I think you're going to start to see teams do something like um. I think the, like for Buffalo. Let's just use them as an example. They got not good value for Vander Kane. Um, right. I mean, I'd be, if it, I'd be interested out, to see... If it
1: does turn out Kane stays and they get the first, then it's fine.
0: But, but we, like,
1: we agree that it's unlikely.
0: It's unlikely. But I'd, I'm curious to see what the offer for Kane, like a trade offer for Kane was in, say, November. Right. Or... December or, even or again like
1: there was a lot of talk Calgary was interested like they don't have a first or a second so what were they offering
0: right like um
1: but, I mean it, going back to Carlson like I'm not gonna roll out anybody say say the Rangers get like the fifth pick in the draft and they just decide they'll move that and of some of these other young guys they just got and like, I don't know Bouchnevich or. Someone else off their roster, a younger guy. Like you can't rule the Rangers out either. Now they have a ton of cap space, or they're going to. So I just feel like you can't really rule out any team that has has some decent prospect or pick that's upcoming. Like you obviously have to give up a ton, but it's not going to be as much as it would have been at this deadline. Like, I really want to know like what they asked Tampa for. <laughs> this is probably something ridiculous. Especially considering, like, how much more would it have to have been on top with the Rangers or what they gave to the Rangers? Granted, you're getting uh, Miller too, but man, I don't know. I think it's a big mistake uh, Ottawa not moving him now because you can just get. You should be able to get more now than you own the draft or the draft. Maybe I'm wrong, but in general, getting two runs at the cup with the players better than one.
0: Yeah, I. I don't know. Um also, can we just do a way too early uh, off-season trade predictions? Like big name that didn't get traded today that we that we think or that wasn't even really discussed today that we think, you know what? He could get moved at the at uh at the draft or in the off-season. Um,
1: say patch there was talk before today, but today it sounded there was nothing. There was no talk about him getting moved at all. He's going he's to have one year left at that point, and if they can't get a deal done, it does, there's been rumors that he doesn't really want to stay there. I could see him going somewhere, you know, similar to how, I mean, he's a level up. Well, maybe not this year. He's on a level up from Braden Shen, but from where Braden Shen was when he got traded last off season for first and the second to the Blues, I could see something along those lines.
0: Yeah. Um. There's a lot of talk of, uh, there was like weird chatter about Ryan O'Reilly being shopped uh, by the Sabres. An interesting name, just because he has a lot of term. He's got, what, four more years
1: uh, left on his deal? I, think, at, I like think five.
0: He's got, it's like seven and a half million yeah, it's, cap hit. It's, even
1: a, it's a little less, it's over seven, but I don't think it's like 7.1 or something, but. Because when the Sabres got him, he had one year left, and he signed a seven-year deal. So I think, and I think he's been here three years, so that would mean he's still got five left. So it is quite a bit. I mean, Botterill didn't sign him, right? So perhaps he'd be willing to move him. Uh, I think he's the perfect complement to Eichel. I don't think he's a problem. But if they want to shake things up, and something, I mean, I, w- I definitely wouldn't rule it out. He's not untouchable by any means. McKenzie just said that Vegas was deep, and the Carlson talks read it up to the end. But when they saw it wasn't going to get done, they they did Tatar instead,
0: which is amazing because that seemed really quick on Tatar. Like nobody talked about that.
1: Yeah, he like I said, he was mentioned with Nashville like a week ago because they played each other, and they're like, oh, there was rumors like dared to before, and I was like, oh, Tatar's going to want to play good against a team he might go to, and then they end up getting Hartman instead. And, I mean, I don't know how much worse Hartman is than Tatar. Paying him less money. You have about the same amount of club control left. I don't know. That's an interesting debate, but that deal must have just been sitting on the table. And they're like, all right, Detroit, <laughs> we're going to call you back in a bit. But if we can't get this other thing done, we'll do the Tatar
0: deal. And then they got it done. Yeah, very, very interesting um i think that's gonna be it for us yeah we can wrap it up there yeah i'm not i'm not really sure what else i know the, a bunch of teams are going to start to have their uh gms with press conferences so i'll be listening into those to see if anything interesting comes up um yeah uh hopefully your team was a winner um I said before, I said before today, if there was talk that Vander Kane wasn't going to get traded or it was not going to be anywhere near what people thought, and I said that if they found a, if they couldn't find a way to move Vander Kane, I'd become a New Jersey Devils diehard fan, and I would completely relinquish any Sabers fandom. Um, I'm not there, but holy god, I, I was close. It, it,
1: it dis- I'm disappointed. you know. It- Again, maybe they'll get. Maybe Kane will do really well, and they'll keep him, and they'll get a first out of it, and then it doesn't end up so bad. But wish they could have got a better condition on that pick. And I just look now. I mean, stassi has been in a rough patch, and he's available in fifty percent of leagues. I I would think he's the winner, and I would I would grab him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that's going to be it for us, though. Uh, you'll be able to catch us either later this week or early next week. Um, when we do a, hey, look how these guys have done in their first couple of games. Right. So that's it for us. Um, if you have anything you want to post, like, also, why are there games today?
1: Yeah, I thought that was really weird. I looked at the schedule, and usually there's like one or two games only, and they're like, they're like West Coast 10 o'clock games, and that's whatever. But five games today, is, it is, I think it's kind of dumb. I think it would be better if there were there were no games at all. But uh apparently uh, Wishneski tweeted out that the McDonough deal was agreed upon at 259
0: yeah that, that sounds about right uh, but yeah that's it for us um anything you want us to talk about next next time just post in the comments section below um yeah so I uh, anything else you want to add Viz, or... No yeah
1: anything you want us to talk about in the future uh, com. you can reach us or reach out to us on Twitter I'll put our uh, Twitter handles in the description and the podcatcher and everything so yeah we'll be back depending on how the next few days go maybe maybe Thursday if not then then early next week to catch
0: up on how everything's going Yep all right take care everyone